The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said to the 12, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. For the past couple of weeks during the season of these Sundays of Pentecost, we've been reading in the 10th chapter of Matthew. And today, finally, we come to the end of that chapter. And Jesus has not gone easy on us in this chapter 10. Some have called this the missionary discourse. And in that time, he has called his followers to some rather large and challenging tasks. He's called his followers to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to preach in the streets, to cast out demons. He's showed concern about money and clothing and home and family, how all of that is to be thrown aside and Persecution is to be accepted, if not welcomed, as a sign that you are on the right course. The followers of Jesus are to be fearless in the task of being God's chosen ones and being the very embodiment of the kingdom of God. But now today, after all of that difficult talk, Jesus closes his words, his chapter, with one last command. Whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will, have, will lose their reward. Drink a cold water. A sign of welcome. You know, the disciples have given up on their homes and their jobs. They've worn out their shoes in the business of healing the sick and casting out demons. They have risked their lives taking the gospel to the streets. And now Jesus says that giving a cup of cold water to a parched throat will do the trick just as well. For many of us, that is really good news. We who generally fail at casting out demons who would rather stay in the pew than take the gospel to the streets, who cling to our jobs as if salvation comes from a monthly paycheck, who pamper our families while others starve in the streets and who find praise much more satisfying than persecution. Even people like us, we read, can open the doors of the kingdom of heaven through an act of hospitality an act as small as giving a drink of water to a thirsty stranger. Thanks be to God, we say to that. In many ways, we like our discipleship to be small. 
we can handle small, ordinary acts of faithfulness. Let someone more obedient than us, maybe better equipped than us, someone with greater faith than we have, do the big and dangerous works of discipleship. Indeed, we like what Jesus says here in chapter 10, verse 42. We'll take him at his word about a cup of cold water, and we'll run with it. But maybe it's not all as simple as Jesus, as Jesus makes it sound, or we take it to be. A cup of cold water given to a stranger may not be as insignificant or safe as we might think. In a world as broken and fragmented as ours, a simple act of kindness, a welcome to a stranger, a little genuine hospitality can be downright dangerous. In a world where people are attacked in their own homes simply for answering the doorbell, it becomes an act of faithfulness to open the door, especially after dark. Offering directions to a lost traveler might provoke among us second thoughts. Visiting the hospital means an encounter with the sick, the dying, the lonely, maybe even the infectious. Don't you think twice about going into a hospital room when you have to gown up and mask up and put on latex gloves? Mumbling hello to a stranger in a crowded elevator or on a city street may seem odd. People might look strangely at you for doing so. And when much of the world's population does not have clean drinking water, accepting a cup of water becomes an act of courage. In this kind of world of walls and barriers, of violence and loneliness, all stoked by suspicion and fear of the stranger, of people who are different than us, Christian hospitality becomes a prophetic act an act of courage and of faithfulness. We Lutherans don't know a lot about some of the saints of the church, especially those who lived before the time of Martin Luther, and in many ways we are the poorer for it. We know a little bit about St. Francis of Assisi, knowing perhaps his love and compassion shown to all of God's creatures, including animals, and knowing the prayer that begins, Lord, make me an instrument of, his of your peace, which is attributed to him. If I knew the legend of St. Francis and the Wolf of Gubbio, I had forgotten it until I came across it in my reading this past week. This story from the 13th century saint who practiced this ministry of hospitality throughout his life teaches us something about the dangers and the risks and the creative power of what might be deemed simple hospitality. The story begins with St. Francis going to the city of Gubbio, where a wolf from the forest has been terrorizing and devouring the townspeople who dared to leave the city gates. When Francis learned of this problem, he said that he would go into the forest and that he would speak to his brother, the wolf. 
When the wolf saw Francis and his traveling companions coming toward him, he charged out of the woods, bristling and baring his teeth. But Francis made the sign of the cross over the wolf, and immediately the wolf bowed his head. Then Francis said, Come to me, brother wolf. In the name of Christ, I order you not to hurt anyone. He explained to the wolf that he had been frightening and killing the people of Gubbio, and this was against God's law and God's will. But he also knew that the reason the wolf had been eating the people was because there was no food in the forest and because the wolf was hungry. Francis said he wanted to make peace between the wolf and the people. And so Francis returned to Gubbio with the wolf by his side. And Francis preached a sermon in the town square on God's love and God's mercy. The wolf agreed to stop terrorizing the people. And in return, the wolf agreed, the people agreed to feed the wolf. For two years, the wolf lived among them in peace as their companion and as their brother receiving bread and water from their hands. And when the wolf died, the people of Gubbio wept, for the wolf was a reminder to them of the holiness of St. Francis, and more importantly, of God's gentle presence among them. When Jesus talks about giving a cup of cold water and welcoming even strangers into our midst, that's what he is talking about. The world can be a frightening place beyond our walls. Our neighbors can be scary and often they are hungry. But Jesus says to us, welcome, encourage, touch, make yourself vulnerable to one another for there is no other way to show hospitality to make peace. This is what it means to be a disciple. It is done face to face, hand to hand, person to person. This kind of hospitality is not necessarily easy, especially in a world filled with suspicious and suspicion and fears of all kinds. Fear of people who are different from us. It involves the risk of rejection, the risk of being laughed at, the risk of tears the risk of love, it is the risk that others may not like us. They might refuse our kindness. Others might wound us. Others might persecute us. Others might crucify us. And maybe deep down the scariest of all is that others might change us. So much for small acts of kindness. Showing kindness to a neighbor may seem like a small thing, but in the kind of world in which we live, it most certainly is not. And through them, through those acts, Jesus is trying to change us. Jesus wants us to be a community, a community that crosses streets and rivers and fences and walls oceans and deserts, nationalities, and political realities of all kinds. 
These acts of welcome, of hospitality, small though they may seem, are the answers to our sadness, our loneliness, our deepest desires. Jesus knows that we are not created to live in isolation, but to live in community, a community of love and grace and redemption. God's love was first open to us, and now Jesus calls us to open that love so that we may extend it through us to others. Before you know it, the cup of cold water offered to another becomes a means to salvation as barriers fall and lives become entwined. And like the people of Gubbio, we see in the midst of that kind of community the gentle presence of God himself in Jesus Christ, who comes to us disguised as a stranger and as a neighbor in need. Amen.